This is the BT Real Chapter Podcast, episode 21. I'm your host, Stephen Hughes, and today our topic is being an English teacher in a multilingual city. We'll be chatting with a daughter of the soil who's taken up residence in another resident state that has kept her passion for teaching and ongoing learning burning bright. She holds a PhD in linguistics, an ESOL teacher for 18 years, research in language policies and language attitudes. Welcome, Isis. No, Isis. Hello, Hello. Yes. I'm very, very glad to talk to you. <laughs> very glad, of course, obviously. We're very happy to have you. It was, uh, you know, really good having this opportunity, running into you. Um, for those of you who don't know, of course, I had the chance to study with we were classmates way back, it's university a long mates, time ago, yeah. <laughs> long time ago at UFRJ, right, for the Federal University of Rio de Janeiro. That's why I said she's a daughter of the soil, but now she's in another state. But, um, you know, once a karaoke, always a karaoke, as they say, right? That's yeah, why I get I, to know we have no wrinkles. Yes, exactly. <laughs> of we course, still look the same. Still look the same. <laughs> the podcast can prove us because nobody sees us on the podcast. So, <laughs> yeah. much easier to say that we have no wrinkles, is it? Very <laughs> good. It is, it is really good. Really good seeing you and talking to you again, right? So let's talk about this idea of multilingual city because probably our listeners are thinking, oh, she's probably going to talk about Rio de Janeiro. Wrong. No. Uh-huh. <laughs> no, no, no. But tell us, what makes a city multilingual? Okay. Well, a multilingual city is a city where uh, lots of different languages coexist. I mean, so there are lots of uh, language groups. Uh, people from, I mean, different learning backgrounds, like lots of different communities, diff- mm-hmm. um, I mean, speakers of different languages. Right. Uh, and Fosikosu is a very special city to me because it's um, in the border, I mean, in, in the border region of Brazil, Paraguay, and Argentina. Right. And there are uh, three different official languages like in contact here mm-hmm. Guarani Guarani and Spanish in Paraguay yeah. Spanish in Argentina and because Foz Iguaçu in the, is in a very um, you know special area for commerce and international trade so there are yeah. lots of immigrants from every part of the world so we yeah. have Indians, Arabs <laughs> you know uh, we have traditional um language communities here who speak um, German and Chinese immigrants too. Wow. So all these languages like coexist here. <laughs> we can see this in, in the linguistic landscape of the, the landscape, city. yeah. Right, right. Yeah. So it's like a tower of Babel basically. So I can imagine the schools, right? So it's a very multilingual. And you're lucky living in Fonseguasu, which is again really touristic to a certain point, but also as you said, multilingual. People go there to visit the great sites. So you're living in a very nice city, actually. Yeah? Very, very nice city. Great. Spectacular. Spectacular, you see? All right. <laughs> so, what opportunities for your development and professional development in this case did you come across when you moved? To well, when I came to Foz, so it, it was not a kind of um, huge city, you know, it mm-hmm. was not a big city like a metropolis, so lots of things were kind of starting, yeah, and so there was there were lots of opportunities for people who came from capital cities, you know, from right. uh, Rio, for example, 
uh, because education was kind of being developed. So universities were being opened. So, right. um, and this for me was a kind of, um, you know, it was mm -hmm. a gift because okay. I could find lots of doors open, um, you know, mm -hmm. and, so these were the opportunities I, I think I great. came across here. Uh -huh. It was a strategic moment for you as well, that since they were opening up and probably mm -hmm. they needed, they needed uh, the, let's say, workforce. Yeah, with, a, you know, a kind of consistent um, education. Yeah. yeah you know? mm -hmm. Skilled professionals. So you kind of stepped in there. Great. Wonderful. Mm -hmm. So who or what, in this case, helped you adapt? Because again, moving to any, even if it's the same country, same language necessarily, but you have to adapt to the culture, the, you know, the, the way people well, live. Uh, mm -hmm. Well, uh, first, it, you know, Paraná here is in the southern Brazil. So yeah, the culture here in the south is very different, you know, from the, from the culture we find in Rio, people are not really... Mm -hmm. um, open as, uh, yeah, <laughs> as, yeah. as cariocas it's, are, you know. That's right. Less expansive. And yeah. That's, so mm -hmm. I really had to adapt to this new way of being, to this new way of seeing the world. And mm -hmm. so I think what helped me a lot was, you know, my my. I think my personality. I am a person who. who is able to to adapt to observe right. a lot what's going on all around you know mm -hmm. and so i think um this helped me a lot okay. and and also i can mention here my you know my academic background so all the things i learned from the university you know yes. very uh very uh, consistent yeah. um, education you know all the academic disciplines we had and so all the things i learned Mm -hmm. uh, helped me a lot. Yeah, viva faculdade mm -hmm. de letras, right? Yeah. <laughs> viva, yeah. viva. Oh, some of the many professors that we had together there, yeah, we, we studied with. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, it was really good times. Plus CLAC, right? That that project for teachers, yeah, pre-service teaching, which I think any of us who who went through that know the value that brought to us as teachers, mm -hmm. right? Today, yeah, we can see that today. Definitely. It was a kind of plus in our education there, yes. you know? Oh yeah, oh yeah. And we need projects like that more than ever for, for all kind you know, teachers at all levels. Yeah? All right. Mm -hmm. Well, what programs or let's say teacher education programs are you currently teaching, delivering? You know, well, I've been teaching at the university here called uh, Union Este, yeah, mm -hmm. Western Paraná State. Uh, you know, Western Paraná State University, if I translate that to English. Nice. Sounds nice. Uh, well, and I work for two different courses. I work for um, uh, the course of Letras, you know, Arts. Mm -hmm. And also I teach for the program, the post-graduation program here. Right. And so um, in the graduation course, I've been, uh, you know, working with teacher education, like English, uh, English teacher education, yeah, mm -hmm. uh, ESOL, mm -hmm. and also um, I, I deliver some some courses, some uh, you know some um, academic disciplines for those yes. who are taking uh, Spanish teacher education too. You no, know, I've been working with both 
you know, both mm-hmm. groups, people who are edu- who are studying to be English teacher- teachers and people who are studying to be Spanish teachers. Okay. And I have developed my Spanish too, because, you know, uh-huh. living in border, you know, Paraguay and Argentina here, so we, we have yeah. to, you know, to, to work with other languages. That's it. Yeah, you have to pick it up somehow, right? Okay, mm-hmm. great. Well, in that case now, uh, um, very peculiar situation you have in your where you, where you are, right? For Chiguasu. Mm-hmm. But what opportunities do you see for teacher education in Brazil? Again, it's very hard to say, but each city, state is so unique and there's so many different mm-hmm. needs uh, and context in, uh, you know, even from, from within even the cities themselves, it's so different, right? But what do you see in terms of opportunities for teacher development and teacher education? Well, if I, if I, something related to English teacher education I think there are plenty of opportunities because because English is you know considered the lingua franca of business yeah. tourists and mm-hmm. so uh, the need for uh, for English English teachers I think you know it's uh, still a process so um, but I think everyone who wants to be an English teacher or a language teacher should look for opportunities in in different in different places, I mean, try to to find opportunities in different cities, maybe where they are needed. Um, here in a multilingual uh, city, I see that you know there are lots of um, culture, lots of things to be learned, lots of you know different views of the world you can mm-hmm. um, you can find here and. I think yeah. it's a great opportunity, you know, to see the world in a different way and, you know, okay. to have contact with different people. Yeah, because uh, through, through the eyes, think, mm-hmm. through the eyes of the I community. Technology. Yeah. yeah, and I think um, dealing with technology nowadays helps us to, you know, have access to different knowledge, to different kinds of, you know, um, uh, uh, well, strategies for, mm-hmm. for teaching. So I think. You, you must uh, try to connect the things you see uh, in the internet, the opportunities you find in the internet, and the opportunities each environment will you will provide. There isn't, you know, uh, a, a specific solution. Oh yeah, no, definitely. You have to find it that one that caters for your needs, right? And you have to be much more selective uh, and be able to, you know, choose the best that suits that particular context. Mm-hmm. Because it's so unique, as we said, huh? All right, mm-hmm. great, great. Well, this has been wonderful, wonderful chat. It was a perfect excuse to catch up with their friend. Yeah, so <laughs> talking, uh, even if it was virtually, but uh, just an uh, uh, opportunity to talk a little bit. Um, where can we find you online? Uh, is where can we find you online? You know your. Well, I, I, I do have a website. It's not that, you know, professional, <laughs> but right. you can find me in professoraises.webnode.com.br where you can see my, you know, my profile, some some texts I've, I've published uh, because I've been working with language policy, like management of multilingualism in, in some multilingual environments. So okay. this is the, the core of my research, my academic research nowadays. All right. Okay, great, great. So you're there on the website, Instagram or Facebook? No, Facebook. You're not on Facebook, but on, on Instagram? Get 
But Instagram and the, website, your... and the website of the university, you can find okay. some information too, like unioest.com.br for you to know a little bit about the, the university and All what right. we've been doing here in mm -hmm. Western Paraná. Oh, good. All right. So there you go, everybody. We had a nice little chat right, with Isis Burger. We talked a bit. It's Burger. That's how you pronounce it, right? It's the, your last name. Is that how you pronounce the last name? B-E-R-G-E-R, Berger. Yes. Berger, sorry, because it sounds like Berger, but that's Berger, so easy Berger. Berger, Talking because it's about... uh, German. Yes, German, <laughs> German, exactly, that's it. Talking about being an English teacher in a multilingual city and opportunities mm -hmm. that can grow from, uh, you know, looking at different opportunities inside different communities, right? So it was wonderful, really, really good. It's all the time we have for today. So follow us everyone on Instagram at btrio underscore chapter for more details and lots of other useful info for teachers. See you. Let me start.